Next on BYU Sports Nation, the one BYU athlete you want with the ball when the game is on the line. Who's Captain Clutch in Provo? You make the call. Plus, the former BYU trackster, now mom of four, who will be in the USA Olympic Trials. And Jordan Chapman of BYU Basketball bringing new meaning to overachieving as a student athlete. Hashtag multiple degrees. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Tuesday, May 31st, the last day of May. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who is never afraid to call his shot. Jerem Jordan. I am if I don't believe in the shot. But if I believe in the shot, I'll take the shot. When do you not believe in your own shot, especially on the basketball court, intramurals, final seconds? You don't want the ball in your hands? I shouldn't be taking that shot. Absolutely (laughs) not. Do we want to win or not? I will concede to win rather than use my pride and take a shot. I can't figure you out, man. I thought you were the guy in intramurals. Like, I want the ball in my hands if the game is tied and no. the intramural Division One championship is on the line. Division One, no, Division Four, maybe. Okay. Sure, yeah. Also, it depends on the division. I'm I'm here on this <laughs> desk for a reason, <laughs> right? How about BYU baseball freshman Kyle Dean calling his proverbial shot on the Twitter machine? I love this so much. Moments after BYU found out they would not be in an NCAA regional, and a lot of us thought. That early in the year, they would end the 14-year drought. Well, they're now going to have to wait at least one more year, but he said the following at KD07. I will be back next season 100%. He's coming off of a back injury and will help take this team to a regional. You can take that to the bank. Well, then. I like what he did, too. I will be back. That's too good. That's too good, oh. Kyle Dane. <laughs> the, un- the unintentional play yeah, on words. Exactly. I was gone yesterday. A word on that. Twenty three and three to not to start twenty three and three and not make a regional. Extremely disappointing for BYU baseball. That just stinks. It really does. Yet the program standard changed. There was a rebirth of the program, so that's positive. You don't lose a lot of people, so that'll be good. BYU is going to be good in baseball again next year. Now the issue there is BYU went five hundred in the second half. That's what cost them. Went zero for two in the WCC tournament. That stunk. So hopefully. BYU can take that and use it to next year not only get to a regional but win the WCC tournament. Make it make Monday fun instead of what it was yesterday. Guess what? They're in a position make to baseball be disappointed. Fun again. The team that was picked to finish sixth in the West Coast Conference preseason poll was in a position as a bubble team for an NCAA tournament regional. So, yes, it stinks after that start. I take no moral victory but, from that. But they did set a new standard. And so, for that, I'm happy for Mike Littlewood and the expectations that they now have you to get, get to a regional every year. If you start 23-3, and three, you got to get in. Injuries stink. BYU wasn't the only team that got in. And let's not forget about that. Yeah. I mean, you can't lose two starting pitchers halfway through the season and expect to maintain that level. It's yeah. just it's no, that, really tough. No, that's, that's what hurt them. So, sure. Kyle Dean, get healthy. Maverick Buffo, get healthy. Kendall Motes, get healthy. I said this earlier. You're only as good as your pitchers. You can have the number one batting average team in the country. It might not matter. You know what I mean? You need 
Good pitching. He says, take it to the bank, and I will. Cha-ching! Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. You ready for this, Jerem? Big 12 athletic directors, presidents, and other officials gather today in Dallas, Texas, to discuss three of the most important questions facing the league, whether or not to expand, conduct a football championship game, and whether or not to start up the conference's own television network. John Werner of the Waco Tribune Herald said, if the conference expands, BYU should be the number one choice, end quote. I don't know how the Waco Tribune Herald has any time to spend outside of Baylor football, but there it is. Jacob Bregman had three doubles and two RBIs while going four for four yesterday against the Salt Lake Bees and leading the National Sound to an 8-3 victory. He killed it oh, what a in that series against Salt Lake Bees. Over the weekend, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Jacob Brugman, in his last four games, batted 411 with five runs and five RBIs. And in that series, he hit for the cycle. He had a triple, triple, multiple doubles, single, home run. Let's see my notes. He's uh, crushing it in triple A. Yeah, my notes are calling that excellent. Hopefully, he gets called up to the majors at some point. That'd be nice because BYU currently has nobody in there. Not even Jeremy Guthrie, right? No, he's in AAA with the El Paso Chihuahuas. He did make a guy and he fall to his from BYU. He did make a guy fall to his knees and almost on his face after he struck him out. Have you seen that vine? No. <laughs> we need to find that and tweet it. That's fantastic. Athlon Sports ranks BYU number forty-seven in its college football preview magazine. Six of BYU's opponents are ranked in the top fifty. And organized team activities, or OTAs, start back up for most teams in the NFL today. The Chiefs, Saints, Cardinals, Lions, and Dolphins have Cougars on their roster. So go get it in uh, shorts and t-shirts today, Mitch Matthews and company. Got to make that money. Back to the grind. Hashtag blessed. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Three-man rush. Mangum, all kinds of time. Steps into the throw, in the wind, down to the goal line, and caught! Touchdown, BYU! In trouble in the corner. Oh, what a touchdown! for three, and it's wow. The freshman! That was from 30! Captain Clutch! Now that is how you open this thing up. A couple of clutch, clutch oh, plays in the last year for the BYU Cougars. I love Brad Doherty. Oh, what a play! His accent is not thick at all. <laughs> There's good reason we're going there with those plays early. The NBA playoffs, if you've been paying attention at all or even a little, have recently provided some unforgettable plays and performances. Just see the Golden State Warriors. Okay, NBA MVP Stephen Curry and his teammate Clay Thompson, they just helped their team pull off the improbable and erase a three-games-to-one deficit to win the Western Conference, and go back to the NBA Finals. And how many big shots did those guys hit? It was incredible to watch. So much fun. Game on the line, final seconds. You want those guys taking the shots. You want them to have the ball in their hands. So let's apply that thought process to Brigham Young University with today's Twitter question. Which current BYU athlete do you want with the ball in a game-on-the-line situation? Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet in. At Brute DR. How is this even a question? 
Four words, Mangum Miracle at Memorial. Could not be any more clutch. Use the hashtag BYUSN. It is a question, but Jerem, how do you answer it? I go with Tanner Mangum as well. This seems too obvious. Not only was he just a freshman when he did this, but he comes off the bench and throws one of the most memorable uh, passes in BYU history. Unbelievable. Then the next week, his first third down at home is an 84-yard touchdown and the play to Mitch Jurgens, the second uh, manga miracle, if you will. And then East Carolina, he comes off the bench with a, a bum hamstring and seals the deal in a tie game for BYU. I, I thought Tanner Mangum's performance was extremely clutch. Has there been a more clutch freshman in BYU history? I dare say no. What he did was unbelievable. Will Tanner Mangum even be the starter for BYU on September 3rd? Isn't that awesome that that's even in question? Countdown to the Wildcats! 95 days! Oh yeah, we're three months and change away from BYU football. 95, let's just get there. So, in your opinion, maybe the most clutch freshman in BYU history. No, not maybe. I didn't say maybe. I said he is. You said maybe first. We will go back and review the tape, and no, I, I promise said, you, you said, has there that. been a... He is. He's okay. the most clutch. So de- I said I dare say no. In other words, I said he's the most clutch freshman. <laughs> There's no, I don't mince words often here. Okay. The declaration. I'm just making sure that you clarified that, okay? I, the declaration has been made. It's funny that you use freshman and clutch because the guy I'm going with was... Super clutch and also a freshman. And just like Tanner Mangum, he was named the freshman of the year, at least according to College Sports Madness, all high major freshman of the really? year. Really? <laughs> You're going with College Sports Madness? Mine was the national freshman. Do you know of the who year. it is? It's Nick Emery. Okay, not only did he deliver the crushing three pointer to help BYU beat Gonzaga in Spokane for the second time. And he had the moxie to take that shot after going like three for 17 before that. Okay, I mean, who does that? Nick Emery does that. He set a new freshman single-game scoring record, dropped 37 at San Francisco, including tying the BYU all-time record for most three-pointers made in a game, 10. The only freshman in BYU history to score 30-plus in back-to-back games. He was coming off his mission just like Tanner Mangum. Top 10 scorer on the West Coast Conference. Top 25 three-point shooter nationally. And he did it with significant injuries. He had a foot injury that hampered him over the summer. A gash in his foot. We're talking tons and tons of stitches that limited his training to a degree. And he has thoracic outlet outlet syndrome, which... It makes him cold, okay? He has bad circulation. So he did all of that with those things in mind, and he was an ESPN Top 100 guy coming out of high school, a national champion in high school. Nick Emery, to me, is Captain Clutch. I mean, the fact that he wants to take that shot at Gonzaga after being, I think, 2 for 16 up to that point tells me everything I need to know. I want that guy to have the ball. Heck of a shot. It's not even close to the Manga Miracle, but yes, heck of a shot. Oh, you have to take into consideration context, man. I context. Always do. Not always, because you disagree with me. That's why you're not taking into consideration context. I, I am, and I still disagree. <laughs> I'm taking nothing away from Tanner Mangum. Yeah, he was remarkable and unbelievable. You want to talk about context? He was only 0 for 5 at that point, right? In, the, in that game. He was he had only taken five shots. He had missed five shots. It was I think it was BYU that was three for seventeen. Okay, well there 16, you go. As a team. So yes, there's context. Gonzaga 
on the road yeah. to take that shot with a minute and a half left. I heard you the first down time. Down by one to put him up, man. Like, But he he's not afraid of any situation like that, and I love that. And for me, okay, football, Mitch Jurgens had to make a play too. Mitch Matthews had to make a play too. There are other people involved there. Who inbounded the ball. Nick Emery someone was solo in – yeah, someone inbounded the ball, but he yeah. had to take the shot. So for me – in that moment, because it's more, I feel like it's more on his shoulders than in the, that moment it was on Tanner Mangum. I don't feel like I have to debate this. <laughs> I think it's so obvious I don't have to debate it. <laughs> okay, don't debate it. Let me win. It's Let's all good. See. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag no, no, BYUSN no. You'll see. and join BYU Sports Nation. Which current BYU athlete do you want with the ball in a game on the line situation? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Do you like to read the first one here too, Jaron? Because it's going to support your case. Joseph G. Felt, Tanner Mangum. He's already proven that he could stay cool under pressure and give our Cougars the best chance to win. Can Can Nick Emery not do that either? At our Greenhaw, got to be Taysom. He's mm. a gamer and has that killer instinct. Emery is similar but untested. Wait, well, how was Nick Emery untested? He didn't have as much volume. Like there weren't as many situations where okay, games on the line, balls in your hand, right? Tanner Mangum, I just listed three situations where the ball was in his hand and had to make a play, right? Unfortunately, it was Tanner's fault and others that BYU was down 35 nothing. You throw some picks, balls go out, whoever's fault it is, doesn't matter. Leads them back, couldn't quite seal the deal, although that would have been the biggest bull comeback like ever. So that would have been almost too crazy. Taysom Hill's an interesting thought, though. How many times has Taysom had to be in that situation? Not a ton. At Houston, 2013. Yeah, there's one. Tell me another. Utah like, State, 2012. A 6-3 game where BYU had the lead for two quarters. We're talking about end of the game, you need to make a play to win. Hardly ever, right? So there's some value to not being in that situation. Like, you blow people out so you don't create that situation. But there haven't been that many close games. Like, I can't think of a, besides Houston, I can't think of a Taysom Hill ball in his hands going, went and won the game for BYU's situation. I'm sure there's been one or two more. But Nick Emery, Gonzaga, biggest shot. Tell me another situation, though. That we need more volume with some of these guys. Tanner had three distinct times where he made plays this year. A fourth of the games? Wild. They were not solo. They were not alone on him, though. That's not in, in this. But the ball's in your hand. I'm, you make a play. I am telling you why it's Nick Emery for me. Because it's more solo in that moment. Yeah. Tanner needed other guys to make big plays, too. So it's only... It's non-football now? You've tailored the no, Twitter question to I your argument? I'm telling you why I feel like it's Nick Emery. This is what we do. We tailor it to our own answers. Is that not what we do? It's Tanner Mangum. Thank you. I'd like to <laughs> thank the Academy for the win. Coming up, win. she's the mother of four. Just qualified for the U.S. Olympic trials. Supermom Rena Chesser in Studio B. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up June 30th, so uh, two days away from four weeks from BYU Football Media Day, we will have a two-hour live edition of BYU Sports Nation on BYU Football Media Day on June 30th uh, with Kalani Satake, Jamal Williams, and others. Check it out. Uh, we're just two hours a part of the uh, complete package of BYU Football Media Day, but it's exciting. BYU, I believe, will be the first media day of any college football team. Which current BYU athlete do you want with the ball in a game-on-the-line situation? At the real Jeff Ward. After the Nebraska game, I would have to say Tanner Mangum. 
at H Collier eighty eight agrees. Tanner Mangum, two reasons: Mangum Miracle and Boise State. And don't forget East Carolina. Don't forget East Carolina. He comes off the bench with that hamstring and leads BYU to the win. Now I've got some people coming after me about Nick Amory in regard to him not shooting the ball well against Gonzaga at home. I'll tell you why that is absolutely just insane logic coming up in about 20 minutes. That is because we can throw that right back on any athlete that's been in any scenario where they have lost a game, including Tanner Mangum. It's unfair to the athletes. More on that in about 20 minutes. Joining us now in Studio B is the super mom, mother of four, who just qualified for the Olympics. It is the Rena Olympic Chesser. Trials. The Olympic Trials. <laughs> Rena Chesser. Rena, congratulations, Thank first you. of all. Thank and you. first thing I noticed when you walked in is uh, yeah. your shout-out to your hometown, Beaver, Beaver Utah. Beaver Track and Field. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first mention of Beaver Track and Field on this program. So it might be the only one, too. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, what goes into qualifying for the Olympic Trials, if you can sum that up in a few minutes? So this year you have to hit a qualifying standard, and if you hit it, you go. There's not, there's not an A and a B standard like there used to be. So I got it. Barely. I hit it. I'm so happy. <laughs> Where did you do this? It was at Occidental College, the Hoka 1-1 invite. Ran a 952. Qualifying is 953. Wow. So okay. Very Okay, so I mean, what's the, what's the goal now? You've qualified for the Olympic trials. Obviously, you want to get to the Olympics, but what's yes. what's the mark? I mean, what what are so you aiming I for? So I would really like to make finals. If I could make finals, that would be the cherry on top. How many make it? Is it three or five? Twelve. 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 So twenty four go, and the top twelve make finals, and then the top three go to the Olympics. Gotcha. And where do you rank currently? Um, I don't know what I'm ranked actually. I just I know that I'm. The top 24. There you go. (laughs) What did that mean to you to qualify for the USA Olympic trials? This this is a goal I set in 2005, and I've never – I've always been consistent in trying to attain that. It's always been at the back of my mind, and I just feel really blessed this year because um, there's been a lot of struggles in my life, and and it's all just – I just feel really blessed that it's all come together right at the last minute, and – I've been able to make, like, this has been a dream of mine. So I just feel really excited. <laughs> Where do you find time? I can tell. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit. Where do you find time to train for such a grueling event with four kids? I I have the best family in the world. Um, I moved back to the States uh, eight months ago, and my family has watched my kids every day for me so I can go run. And I just, I train in Beaver I've trained by myself for four years. I haven't had a coach or anyone. So to me, this is this is just um, like doing the impossible, kind of. <laughs> the steeplechase is an interesting event because it's the one with water, you know, the yes. average fan. The and the barriers. And, and the barrier. And uh, what was it? What was her name? Katie Andrews, that the BYU girl? Yes. That, yeah, that's fa- yes. Some, some BYU fans are familiar with, you know, that viral video and whatnot, but... Tell us about the unique um, training that maybe goes into the steeplechase that isn't standard for normal track and field because you do have this water and this big hurdle. Yes, you've got to be athletic. You've got to be able to jump over the barriers and jump the water pit and know when you're getting really tired, okay, I've still got to jump. I've still got to focus on this barrier and hit it, go in hard. So, um, yeah, you got to be brave to jump <laughs> over those and Clearly. not worry about – Biffing it. <laughs> so how do you how do you train for that kind of event, the steeplechase? So um, Coach Shane at BYU, he helped me a lot in getting down good technique 
and we do sand pit jumps and things like that. So I, I actually was really terrible at the steeplechase my first year, and I just just really buckled down and tried to get the form really good and was able to to do that. Your first year, <laughs> when when was that? So 2003. Because in 2005, I believe you were tops in the NCAA, correct? Correct, yes. And I was a walk-on to BYU's team also, so mm. I was able to... Get the I, I do. I think it's because of the form. I was able to really work on that form and get it down really good that I could get over the barriers and off the water pit good to to get that. So when's your <laughs> motivational book going to hit the stands? Yeah, I don't uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, where's the story? Where's the, where's the movie? I'm buying it. <laughs> this is the beginning of it. Yeah. This. No. So, no I, uh, so in 2005, you win the steeplechase in the NCAA. Here we are in Third 20- place, yeah. Oh, sorry. Third place. Yeah. Um, in It's 2016 now. So... How, how did you kind of uh, resurrect your career in a way, right? Yeah, I had a lot of – I had injuries and illnesses and, you know, the birth of the twins. And there was a lot of things that kind of held me back. But I knew, you know, I had a really good friend that said, if you just stay consistent, you can get it. And I knew that that was something that was always possible for yeah, me. Yeah, So I just – I never gave up on it. And I just – I just feel really blessed. What a fantastic doing. story. We are uh, pleased to be joined with Rena Chesser, who has qualified for the Olympic trials in the steeplechase. Um, representing Beaver, Utah, <laughs> yeah. which is just, I, I love that. I mean, small town Utah. I just try not to get a ticket. That's, that's, that's the idea. Exactly. The Beaver Pass is, exactly. a, is brutal. you got to hold the speed limit through there. It is brutal. I've team, man. Look out. Holy cow. Yeah, for all BYU fans that have ever driven gotta, uh, south to pay, Las Vegas. you got to pay for the track and field team somehow. <laughs> How, do you know of any other mom that has had twins and qualified for any olympic trial after that i you know there's a girl named claire peterson who ran i think she has four kids now she was trying for the olympic trials in the marathon but i don't know if there's anyone in track so i just feel really yeah it's really cool (laughs) how old how old are you 33 33 so uh it's What's the average age of those who are in the U.S. Olympic I would say trials? in the in the twenties. In the twenties, okay. Yeah. So you, that's another element to this kind of underdog story, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I've definitely noticed in the last couple of years that it takes a lot longer to recover from workouts and <laughs> injury. <laughs> Give us an idea of like how much longer you're talking about. Yeah. Well, like like, last, like a couple of months ago, I just hit my shin on a step stool in my house that feels good and then i was out for like two weeks i had a cross train because i just knew if i kept running on it it was going to turn a stress fracture whereas in, if you're in your 20s it just bruises and like you just Wolverine. keep running you just yeah heal. you just go yeah. eat some oreos and you're good exactly you know? <laughs> there you go lick the icing Get, throw it in give yeah. me an idea of this so so my spanish teacher mr cabanillas in high school he would win the des news 10k every year in salt lake and he would say you can just drink soda it's all good <laughs> and i was like what because i was on the cross country team yeah what what's your take on drinking soda, soda? and still being oh, able to run that's funny because like, like all distance runners are like don't do it don't yeah do it. you know what i actually like i don't think it really matters but personally um when i was 14 i challenged myself to not drink soda pop because my older brother didn't and I haven't drank it since although I'm still what? tempted by it like in 19 still... years you haven't consumed soda like, no. <laughs> like not a single time no well okay there was one time at a BYU like meeting they had a drink and I how dare it, you but it was soda so I like spit it into my napkin <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing wow so, and you were 14 wow. 
14. And that's well, hilarious that. because when I was 14, when I was in eighth grade, eighth I made grade, a bet yeah. with my parents that I wouldn't drink soda for a year <gasps> yeah. because I wanted golf clubs. Oh, okay? okay. So I went the year. And then as soon you as I got my up. golf clubs, it was You're back, back on. on with the soda. <laughs> Nothing new, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. You, that, that boggles my mind. Yeah. Mm. It, do, it does still smell really good. <laughs> <laughs> no one's described the smell of soda in my life. I've never, I've never heard anyone say that ever. Holy yeah. cow. If you were ever going to break that streak, what soda would it be that, that um, did you win? I don't know. Um, I used to have Diet Coke with lemon okay. squeezed into yeah, it. My yeah. dad used to always have that, so... Either that or Sprite, maybe. Sprite. I don't know. I'll tell you what it'd be. It'd be the Brazilian drink of Guarana in Rio. In Rio, That's yeah. That's what it would Woo! be. Okay. Guarana. <laughs> that there would be awesome. Yeah. Why, okay, why is it called the steeplechase? Are you like a historian on this event? Do you, uh, do you know why and how, how it even No, started? I just know there's a horse race called the steeplechase, and maybe they're just trying to mimic it. Hmm. The, ste- the steeple is the big hurdle, right? The steeple, yeah, it's a barrier. So it's like a three-foot barrier, and if you hit it, you fall. It doesn't fall over like a hurdle. Yeah. But yeah, we learned yeah. that last week, right? That yeah, it's called you the jump steeple. Over it? We, oh. le- we learned that it's a steeple, yeah, <laughs> la- last week. We're always learning in yeah. Studio B. Exactly. Uh, what, how do you deal with the conditions of, you know, this is going to be weird, but, like, I'm bothered when my shoes are wet. How do you handle that situation? Yeah. So you want to try to hit one foot in, one foot out. You'll have one foot the whole race wet but <laughs> do you have socks sometimes on? no i don't wear socks yeah that'll the slow me down <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they have good shoes now they make lots of holes in them so that water can run out okay yeah. okay <laughs> describe to us what the um now that you've had you know several days or i think a week or two right since you qualified two weeks, yeah. two weeks. Two wait weeks. a week maybe we can yeah okay anyway. it's been an exciting yeah. time regardless <laughs> um of what you think july 4th is going to be like when you're at the usa olympic trials in eugene i believe right yeah track town usa yeah my nerves are definitely gonna be up but i'm really excited i think that i've raced there before i've had really good races on that track and so i'm really confident going in to just try to stick with the top girls and just hold out because i think it's like the top four in each heat go automatically to the finals to the finals and then the next top times so if i can just grid it out the last three laps that's where that's where the race really have you set like a mark like i know you ran 952 to qualify for the trials like is there a number in your mind where like hey i need to hit this mark to get in the finals most likely yeah yeah i have to run about a second faster per lap so a nine like a 940 I think a 944 will get me to the finals. 944. And I think I think I'm capable of doing it. I just got to have the right mindset and just get in there and grit it out. Wow, what a fantastic <laughs> story. Rena, how did how did you get involved in steeplechase? I so growing up in Beaver, um they have a race called the Bee Run and back then you actually they took you up to the Bee Mountain and you run down and you jumped over fences and water rivers and streams huh? and tried That's- to get back to town. And I loved it. And in high school, I wanted to do the hurdles. But my coach said, no, you're a distance runner. So I was really bummed about that. So when I got to college and I heard there's a distance hurdle race, I was really excited about that. (laughs) You had to jump over fences? I jumped over fences. Like how high are these fences? Like chain link? No, like wooden ones. Yeah, you like climb it halfway and jump over and then run off. Yeah, Spencer had to jump over a fence one time getting into uh, the Houston Texans 
Uh-huh. I, I did have to do that. You know was it you or was it Tom you, Homo? You know who else had to do that? Tom Homo. Yeah. I watched the athletic director <laughs> climb like a 15-foot fence <laughs> <laughs> at one point. We'll have to get the details from, uh, yeah, we'll from Tom on that. that. <laughs> um, okay, before you go, one, you need to sign our, our flag. Um, because Yay. we definitely want your autograph. Um, the first from uh, Beaver, Utah. Yes, yeah. and, and we would like to give you what we like to call the BYU Sports Nation Karma, where great athletes come on the show. And you're already great, so we benefit from having great athletes on the show, but <laughs> we, it, you're just going to perform that much better now because you have yes. the BYU Sports Nation yes. Karma. Get to 944. <laughs> Thanks okay. for coming on. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you Where's can go ahead flag? and sign wherever you want, right there. Oh, right here. Oh, yeah. sweet. Rena Chesser, I can't get over the fact she had twins and then qualified. She, she has four she has kids. four kids. Twins and then qualified for the Olympic trials in the steeplechase. I think last week we called her Supermom. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything July else? July 4th, USA Olympic trials. Awesome. Is there anything else? Let's get to that 944. Up next on BYU Sports Nationwide, Jordan Chapman may be the smartest BYU hoopster on campus. He joins us next. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us via a myriad of options on radio and television and social media and now Apple TV. That's right, fourth generation only. I used this the other day. My brother-in-law has an Apple TV. I'm probably going to get one soon. They're, they're fantastic. Uh, I used it. It's great. It's awesome. Also, the screen uh, cap of BYU Sports Nation, has me in the Kevin Federick jersey. So whoever chose that one, why, why was it that one specifically the day I was wearing a Kevin Federick jersey? Really? Jeremy's making like I'm his 12. plea. He's making his plea right now to choose a different Also, I have, I have Comcast at home. When, it, when I pull up you know, the show, it's just your picture on it. So that, that's Wait, awesome. Wait, well, I have DirecTV and it's just you. Oh! So there well, you go. Okay, then. It's even. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, man. It I was like, oh. You get your due. Come you get on. your due on DirecTV. I've always wanted to be on Network. television, so I was super disappointed <laughs> when it was just you. Holy cow. Refreshing today's BYUSN <laughs> headlines. The Big 12 athletic directors, presidents, and other officials will gather in Dallas, Texas today to discuss three burning questions facing the league. Whether or not to expand, whether or yes. not to host a football championship game in conference, and yes. whether or not to start up your own conference network. No. This is my opinion on all three. Okay. John Werner of the Waco Tribune Herald said, quote, if the conference expands, BYU should be the number one choice. Hey, thanks, John Werner. That's today's duh quote of the day. All right. Jacob Bregman, who had three doubles and two RBIs while going 4-4 yesterday against the Salt Lake Bees and leading the Nashville Sound to an 8-3 victory. He is crushing it in AAA right now. When I read Waco, I almost just said Waco. <laughs> Waco. <laughs> Taco Tuesday I, in hungry. Waco, I'm Texas. I'm hungry. It's Taco Tuesday. I'm hungry. It is Taco yes, Tuesday. Exactly. But not like the Lego movie. Athlon Sports ranks BYU number 47 in its college football preview magazine. Six of BYU's opponents ranked in the top 50. I started reading that. Some compelling stuff. Arizona's not as good as maybe I thought based Which on their projections. Which is maybe why BYU's a two-and-a-half-point favorite right now. There you go. Organized team activities, or OTAs, start back up today for most NFL teams. Good luck to the Cougars on the Chiefs, Saints, Cardinals, Lions, and Dolphins. Joining us now in Studio B, member of the BYU basketball team, sharpshooter, 
lockdown defender and a guy who I can guarantee is smarter than most of us across BYU Sports Nation. Especially on this desk. Jordan Chapman. Jordan, welcome back to Studio B. What's going on, guys? Hey, you were just going through your timeline of what degrees you have already racked up. Uh, so I believe you already have your undergrad, right? Yep. Got your associates in high school. Yep. What? Okay, what in the world, man? What's what's happening there? Fantastic. Yeah. No, so there's a program. I'm from Washington State. There's a program called Running Start. And you can go to the community college, your junior and senior year of high school, and get your associate's degree at the same time. So I did that, and then uh, I've been here two years. So. Did you on. have a social life in high school? <laughs> yeah, no, actually, it was <laughs> It was actually a lot easier because it's, it's kind of like the, it was like college. So you only had you know one, two classes a day rather than going to school from 8 to 2 or whatever. Hmm. So it was actually easier. And, you know, BYU undergraduate classes are pretty tough, you know, American Heritage, that kind of stuff. So I didn't have to take any of those classes. So it's it was real nice. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Where, where do you get this from? Was was Jeff a uh, student of the book? A scholar. Day, a scholar scholarly a, Jeff Chapman. We know he's a gentleman. Is he a scholar? Uh, I don't know, but he's a smart dude. I can give you that. He works hard. So, yeah, I guess I got those genes from him. Ma- did mom help in that too? She did too. <laughs> she's, I think she had an accounting degree, so she's, she's smart too. So there you go. got the full package. Okay, with the associates and the undergrad already out of the way, and I think what are you a sophomore in basketball? Yeah, I'll be a sophomore next year. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do for the next three years? Is it business school, law school? What's the plan? The plan is is law school. Uh, I've applied, and I'm just trying to wait to hear back from the council. So I want to do that. Yeah. There's no way you don't get in, <laughs> especially when we talk about it on TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's going to help. Um, what would that be like uh, if you're in law school while playing basketball at BYU? That's pretty unique and, and maybe unprecedented here. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun, man. Um, it, it's not going to be a full load, you know, like a typical law student would take at one time because it's, it's just too much work. But uh, you're kind of going to extend it out over a period of time and um, – you know, saw so people do basketball in law school at the same time would be good. Do you know what kind of law you want to study? Um, I don't know exactly. Uh, my undergraduate was in China studies, and you know, I, under- I know Chinese, and so I want to do something hopefully in China uh, with either with basketball or business, some something like that. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever speak Chinese with Chad Lewis? Yeah, every time we see him, we I see him, uh, me and him speak, speak a little bit. <laughs> What's yeah. the conversation like in Chinese? <laughs> what, what does he say? Uh, I mean, it's just basic stuff like, hey, hello, what's up, how you doing, stuff like that. But uh, he still he still has it, man. And you respond with, ah, oh, busy studying for law school and, <laughs> and all this. Stuff. Jordan Chapman <laughs> with this in Studio B, BYU basketball player. Uh, what do you want to do ultimately uh, in terms of basketball? Like, do you, do you want to try and extend this past college uh, professionally before you go into law or whatever it is you do? Yeah, yeah. My goal is to play professionally, uh, maybe in China, something like that. Um, we'll see what what happens. But uh, you know, law school just gives me more opportunities. You know, if I don't make it professionally, it'll help me there. But even if I do play professionally in China or wherever, uh, you know, that's not going to be my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'll have a lot of time after that, so that'll be help me to you know expand my capabilities. What's the off season like for you right now? Man, just just training every day. It's nice not being in, in school, so I can just focus on basketball and getting better. Well, don't get used to that if you're in law school, right? <laughs> yeah. Soak it in while you can, man. Yeah, that's right. Is your life over if you don't get an A? Like, what? Like, have you ever not gotten an A in anything? Uh, I, I mean, I wasn't getting straight A's here at BYU. You know, 
how dare you but <laughs> oh you're normal this is, this is great <laughs> I, mean, I, I got my deg- so degree though so yeah that's yeah. fantastic um you talked about working on uh you know training every day what's the schedule like generally right now for you uh as you get up in the mornings and uh i don't know if you know paul peterson he he's been training some of us guards he's been working out with him or just doing individual stuff getting up shots um and there's a trainer out in lehigh ricky norton um so i've just been working with him doing explosive type work injury prevention that kind of stuff so how do you see your role developing as the dynamic of this team changes? Guard heavy last year. Now there's a significant post presence with uh, more post players than guards. When you look at it, how, how do you see your role changing and developing moving forward? Uh, I mean, I hope to be more aggressive offensively. You know, last year I was more of a you know catch catch and shoot shooter, um, but I think my game is more than that, and I want to expand that and be more, be more aggressive, attack off the dribble more, um, and just keep. You know, I think I'm the best perimeter defender coming back from last year's team, and I want to continue to work at that and just be a, a good on-ball defender. And uh, so, yeah. There's great value to what you just said because, to me, the teams that succeed in March are the teams that value possession and play great defense. Um, so how do, how do you think that this team can improve maybe in those two aspects next season? You said defensively and uh, finding the ball. Defense and valuing possession. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we just have to trust each other and you know, just be unselfish and share the ball. And, uh, you know, defensively, it's just, just a mindset. you got to lock in and, and work hard at that. So I think we're going to get it. The talent uh, involved with BYU basketball right now with different guys coming off of missions, Eric Mika, TJ Haas, uh, the transfer, Elijah Bryant, finally able to get into the mix and, and play some actual games, you coming back with experience, only one senior in Kyle Davis. What what is this team capable of doing in 2016-2017? Um, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, the sky's the limit, you know, with all this talent. And what I like about these guys is everyone works hard. Everyone wants to get in the gym and improve their game, which which is big time. So I think, uh, you know, when we come together for the season, if we can just everyone, you know, be unselfish and get that team chemistry, uh, we can we can reach big things. Where is Richland, Washington? Because that's where Stephen Bale's from. You're going to have another Washington. Yeah, yeah. It's about three hours from where I lived, uh, kind of in the Tri Cities area. Gotcha. So okay, Gonzaga country. But yeah, he's going to come in, and he's a guy on scholarship. the The dynamic of the backcourt is interesting uh, because you have Nick Emery, and then you inject new life with T.J. Haas, Elijah Bryant, Stephen Bale. You, what's that going to be like with so much turnover in the backcourt? You think? Yeah, we def- definitely different, you know, because Kyle's been Kyle and Chase. Well, Kyle has been here for forever. It felt like, and then Chase, you know, his his two years. So it'll definitely be different. You know, we don't have a lot of experience, but I think uh, we're all capable of of taking a jump and getting to the next level. Um, so I think we just got to work hard, and we'll get there. Your coach Dave Rose has made it clear uh, with program expectations, uh, given his comments the other day that a conference championship, getting to the NCAA tournament and advancing are always on the mind. How much do you think about that when, as players, the coaches want you to be like, okay, well, it's you know one, one game at a time, but you have to keep those, those ultimate goals in mind. So how do you balance that? Um, you do take it one game at a time because you know if you win that game that it just gets you further and further to reaching your goals. Um, so, you know, we just – it starts now, though. We just got to have that mindset now that we're going to reach those goals, and I think if we do that, we'll be able to get there. What was the vibe at the end of the season like as you made that run in the NIT? 
uh, and you looked ahead, you know, after the season was done to uh, what you hope will be bigger and better things this year? Um, I mean, it was a lot of fun getting to the NIT, you know, getting, going to Madison Square Garden and stuff. Um, you know, we didn't reach our goal of, of getting to the NCAA tournament. Um, and so we just, I mean, we're just really hungry right now to, uh, to be able to get there. Jerem has so aptly described the uh, Marriott Center Annex, the practice facility, as the Jordan Chapman Institute of Defensive Stances. Uh, what do you I lo- think that's the unofficial name. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. But. Also the Elijah Bryant uh, Institute, of Buckets. Institute of Buckets. There's all kinds of names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a lot that goes into that. What are you looking forward to most about having that practice facility now uh, for you to use whenever you want? Yeah, that's awesome, man, to be able to just get in there and work on your game, get up shots, you know, because sometimes right now it's hard, you know, stuff going on the Marriott Center or there's classes in the RB and stuff, so sometimes it's it's tough to be able to get in there and work on your game. But, uh, man, it'll be real nice because, like I said, all of us, you know, want to get in there and work on our game, so to be able to go there anytime we want is going to be awesome. Don't worry, some of the best players in, in uh, BYU's recent history have been denied access. <laughs> I think Jimmer Fredette was asked, if you had a wristband yeah. during the senior year. Yeah, they probably kicked Jabari out two weeks ago. I don't know. <laughs> hey, so, hey, can you out. be here? Who are you? If, if you were from the Western Conference, maybe. <laughs> You're from the box. Get out of here, man. Hey, speaking of the NBA, let's ask a polarizing question right now. With the finals on tap, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors, are you are you on the Steph bandwagon or yes. are you on the LeBron bandwagon? I'm a Warriors fan. Man. I, love, a, I love Steph Curry. You're a Warriors. You've been fan. a Warriors fan the last 18 months. No, I'm just uh, playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a Steph Curry fan. Let's say that. There you go. So yeah, you got the Warriors winning. Um, I see. I think Cleveland's going to do it. You think Cleveland's going to do it? Even though think, you're a Warriors fan, I want Steph. But I don't so think Le- I don't think LeBron's going to lose two years in a row. They're kind of on a roll, too. Yeah, Yeah, no doubt. It's going to be awesome. Hey, our Twitter question is this. Which current BYU athlete do you want with the ball in a game-on-the-line situation? Mm. What, BYU student athlete? Yeah, which which current BYU athlete do you want with the ball in a game-on-the-line situation? Game-on-the-line situation. I mean, other than myself. That that uh, a baby. (laughs) um, I'd go with. Uh, let's see. I go with Elijah Bryant. Oh, with Elijah Bryant. See, we're not. Pre- we haven't seen him in a situation like that. You, you get to practice with him. Why is why is it that you want him to have the ball? Uh, I think he's really good at drawing fouls, and so I think he could attack. And the rest would would give him a foul call, or you know, he has a little step back that he likes to shoot. So there we go. Okay. I said Tanner Mangum. Spencer said Nick Emmer. So okay. Go. Nick makes some big shots, right? He does, yeah, oh yeah. That one at Gonzaga <laughs> was big time. Shot maker. Absolutely. Yep. Hey, Jordan, uh, great to have you. Congratulations on, uh, you know, the education stuff. Uh, we, we fo- we're focused <laughs> on basketball, but, uh, you know, what you're, what you're doing outside of basketball, that's pretty cool, too. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> when it. will you know about law school? Um, next month or two. Okay, good luck, man. Yeah, thank good you. Luck. That is, it's unbelievable what you're doing. Uh, have you signed our new flag? I know you've been in here. I have not. I, I can't remember if you signed the old flag. Okay, let's It'd get be hilarious that, if you uh, signed it left-handed. I signed it in Chinese. Is that cool? Sign it in Chinese. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. You can do that as well. Up next, which Batcat called his shot? And your responses to today's Twitter question, who's Mr. Clutch or Mrs. Clutch? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. For those watching on BYU TV, the Jordan Chapman 
School of Defensive Institute. Stance. Oh, sorry, Institute of Defensive, Defensive Stance. Stance. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, that much further to being completed? Anticipated. Five uh, months away. Yeah, five months. They're How about, about halfway that? done. Woo! Hey, if you missed an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. You can join us 24-7 on social media. That's right. Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check it out. All of them BYU Sports Nation except for Snapchat is BYUSN. All right, we've got a couple of minutes. We need, some, we need to discuss some things. Which current BYU athlete do you want with the ball in a game-on-the-line situation? Let's go to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. Okay, now something that uh, I want to address from earlier. I'm taking nothing away from what Tanner Mangum did. It was, it was amazing. But I feel like when you're a basketball player and you're one guy, you have to make that shot. You don't need anybody else. It's on the record. To go in, to make that ball go in the hoop, unless you throw an alley-oop or you're 1983 NC State and you shoot an air ball and have a guy, Lorenzo Nail, grab it and dunk it to win the NCAA final. Okay? Teammates. It's not golf. Or Lorenzo Charles. Yeah, Lorenzo Teammates. Charles. It's not golf. <laughs> you're, you're right. Okay? Now, these tweets coming in said, are you not aware that Nick Emery also missed a bunch of shots against Gonzaga at home? So in, I wouldn't say a bunch. He missed five. With your logic, he lost the game for BYU at home. Now... I, no. I think that is so unfair. He, uh, no, you're giving him way too credit, too much credit either way. He didn't win the game at Gonzaga. He didn't lose the game in pro. No, he hit a big shot. Now, you could say, well, Tanner Mangum lost the game against Utah and Las Vegas. I think that's totally unfair. I, I blame all the people involved <laughs> for good or bad. Like, if you're going to give him credit, give Team him sports, whatever. right? Team yeah. sports. Yeah. So, anyway... Uh, yeah, so with that in mind, let's get to some more of your responses to the Twitter question today. At Family Budge, why not answer multiples, right? He says it's either Tanner Mangum or Mike Rucker or Johnny Linehan. All clutch at one point in their career. Johnny! Well, Johnny, as a freshman, yeah. Johnny hit the game-winning try in the final seconds to it win the national championship. Goal. It was a drop goal. It, it was a drop goal. That's awesome. Yeah, that was really clutch. At Ethan Ellington, Tanner Mangum, no question, clutch runs through that boy's blood. I, I agree 100%. In response to Mike Rucker previously, unfortunately, his, his last moment of the season was his only loss, and he only gave up five runs, but that was too many. The, the bats couldn't save him in that situation. He won 12 right? games before he lost 11, one. Right? 11, I know, I thought. Was he 11-0 or 12-0? I thought it was 11-0. Either uh, way, a bunch of games. Awesome. He was 11-0. Holy cow. At Maddie Z. Smith for only one answer. Ashley Hatch. My girl's got too many game winners uh, to count. Utah, Oregon State, and even one while injured. Yeah, Ashley she, no, Hatch is clutch. so clutch. Like PK or you know 1v1 at the end of a game. Ashley Hatch is legit. Yeah, drawing a penalty for that matter. Oh, late yeah, in the soccer. Games. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to sell it, right? <laughs> At P what underscore is it? Notorious. What is this, Kyle Collinsworth or, you know, Johnny Linehan. Okay, that's the second Johnny Linehan. The second saying. Johnny Linehan. Now, Kyle Collinsworth, well, I, I'd like to hear your logic for Kyle Collinsworth because he's Mr. Trip, Mr. Triple Double. I, I, I don't put Kyle into that situation at end of games because offensively, that's not his strength. He's a setup man, he's a decent defender. Um, I, I don't know if I put Kyle it's Collins within like, this discussion. Like, would you say LeBron James is clutch in the final moments compared to like He's Ste- had some clutch compared moments. to like Steph Curry though? Listen, to be clutch, you have to fail in the clutch. Yes, you have to it, be it's willing. Part of the deal. You have to be willing to fail. 
You have to want to take that shot, which is why, why I love Nick Emery. I'm not willing to fail in that situation. I don't want to have the ball in my hands. And Nick Emery and Tanner Mangum are guys that do want the ball in their hands. And I it's love okay that. to fail. I love that about that them. Up next, more Big 12 expansion talk. The Cougar Whip Around on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Big 12 athletic directors, presidents, and other officials gathered today in Dallas, Texas to discuss three of the most important questions facing the league, whether or not to expand, conduct a football championship game, and start up its own TV network. Also, John Werner of the Waco Tribune Herald said, if the conference expands, BYU should be the number one choice. We're number one. And Athlon Sports ranks BYU number 47 in its college football preview magazine. Six of BYU's opponents are ranked in the top 50. Cougars in the minors. Are you sure that's Waco or is it Waco? Uh, Waco. <laughs> On Taco Tuesday, Jacob Brugman had three doubles, two RBIs, four for four yesterday for the Nashville Sounds, former BYU guy, taking it to the Salt Lake Bees. Coach Littlewood on hand to watch that. His team won 8-3. to three. Cougars in the NFL. Organized team activities, or OTAs, start back up today for most NFL teams. The Chiefs, Saints, Cardinals, Lions, and Dolphins have Cougars on their rosters. Baseball. BYU outfielder Kyle Dean tweeted the following yesterday, quote, I will be back next season 100% and will help take this team to a regional. You can take that to the bank, end quote. Volleyball. And Shane Holdaway of Huntington Beach High School is an ABCA first team All-American. He's a BYU signee expected to join, I believe, BYU after his mission. Well done, Shane. Future guests include Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, back in Studio B. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jeremy? Jacob Brugman. He he gets uh, you know pulled up to AAA, and he has been awesome. He is producing hits, runs, RBI, something significant every single game. Six-game hitting streak, I think, or four. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You hit for I mean you hit for the series in the game that's remarkable but to do it do it in a series for the cycle for the, the cycle yeah, yeah awesome. that's really good yeah hit for the series you will hit for the series <laughs> which current BYU athlete do you want with the ball in a game on the line situation at our greenhouse has got to be Taysom Hill he's a gamer and has that killer instinct Emery is similar but untested see I think he's been tested need more volume in the clutch. At BYU Teddy Bear 89, Tanner Mangum or Taysom Hill, both have shown poise and maturity in clutch situations and have tremendous talent. Our elite tweet of the day from at SA underscore BYU fan. In the future, give the ball to Mo Longy on the goal line. Holt smash! This joke will be good for another year. I love it. (laughs) Thanks to Rena Chester, Jordan Chapman, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSM. She hasn't had soda for 19 years. That should have been the sad of the day. That's unbelievable. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Spencer Need. BYU Sports Nation is back at it tomorrow starting promptly at noon Eastern. I can't go without a soda for 19 minutes. 19 years.